Hello everyone, welcome to Tavern Talks on the High Eats Network. I am Dean, and I'm joined today by my good friend James. Hey guys. Now that brings up, I interrupted you earlier, ah. and, and, and I said, oh I've got a point to make about loot. Um, I saw this online somewhere and it was advice. Uh, introduce the idea of, I just want to get your opinion on it mm. essentially. Introduce the idea of like um, magical item bounty hunters in in your world. Oh, that's cool. So if your party ends up with maybe one particular magical item or yeah. just a shitload of magical items, like your yeah. group, their word gets around. Yeah, and yeah. they end up getting like hunted for these magical items. Yeah. And so instead of having an abundance of shit or maybe like one thing that they've always had and never know what to do with, you're kind of not forcing them but coercing them to do something with it get rid of it or yeah. I think I think the only I think I, I, it's an interesting concept mm. but I think one I don't like to take things away from the players yeah, they've yeah, earned because yeah. yeah, that yeah. is something they've earned yeah. and it might just be that the situation hasn't come up like yeah. for example my party I was very, I was very lucky with the party that they just didn't really abuse the magic lines like yeah. I had one player who was a bit of a min-maxer but he was the sort of character who he he, he, he he didn't abuse it. Like he, 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 he loved to figure out interesting builds for his character. He played a rogue. He took um, is it ambidextrous. There's a perk where basically on things you're proficient with, you can't roll lower than a ten. Right. Right. <laughs> if you, basically, if you roll lower than a ten, you get a ten. Yeah. And then he f- stacked his proficiencies to get more proficiencies. Oh. But that meant that he was really proficient in lots of stuff and rolled really well in things he was proficient in because he liked to explore the world through roll. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. He, he actually, in combat, he wasn't that strong. Right. He could Obviously, he could do a good... He was really sneaky and he could do a really strong sneak attack. Then he sort of find out how to hide and, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, like, it, it's different It's different courses for different horses. Like, your, your ability, like, with items, like, he had... You know, for, for example, the invisibility cloak. It went through numerous players. Mm. Like, you know, it started off with I think the bard using it, or, and then he just basically never used it because right. he forgot he had it. So <laughs> he went to the paladin for the stealth mission, and yeah. she used it for a while. And then at some point, you know, the party the party would often bargain over that loot. Yeah, like, they'd be like, okay, I've got the invisibility cloak right now. I I actually really want that thing that we've just found. And so, okay, if you give me the invisibility cloak and maybe that, I'll give you the other thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. things like that, they would do those sorts of things. So the, there's so like kind of everybody in the party, the magical items would shift around. You know, it, mostly because everybody in the party we've played together for such a long time. Yeah, they knew each other. They knew really if they really ask for that item back, yeah. they could get it back. Yeah. it was going to be a dick. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, it's not like, and there was really wasn't much, like. Like the, the only time, like, part of the reason I say about taking things from the party is because the party would play a game, um, but they wouldn't do it with magic items. There was ju- I don't even know where it came up, but basically they've been, they've been playing together for such a long time, they got really good at RP yeah. between each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was an RP oh, moment. Oh, yeah, it's great as a DM. Yeah, it's you fantastic. Just sit back. <laughs> you just sit back. It's wonderful. And you just, you just drop questions yeah, to them. Yeah. And there was a point, I don't remember where it came up, but basically somebody had, like, a nice-looking mirror wasn't it was just ornate hand mirror and like non-magical and non-magical just, didn't yeah, do great. anything other than be a mirror right you know and i think the ranger would occasionally use it to look around corners oh yeah, like, yeah that yeah. was it okay right? that was all it ever really got used for but they started stealing it from one another <laughs> <laughs> just this mirror and it would be who the fuck's got and every start it ended up being every 
session start who's got the mirror we start the mirror we start the the quest the, one of the first things that was asked in the recaps who has the mirror I love that. so I like, we started keeping track of where this bloody mirror was and it was just so silly you know but they didn't do it with with things that people cared about yeah it wasn't like malicious or anything it was never malicious yeah. and that's where I as a DM would would find fault I think with with maybe the magical item bounty hunters mm. because unless that's serving the story right yeah yeah, yeah. because because then the, the flip side of that is is they are magical item bounty hunters. They are going to have magical items. The yeah, party totally. are going to effectively defeat them, steal those magical items, oh, yeah. and you give them more magical items. Yeah. That's an interesting thing as a one-off, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're on a journey, mm. you know, or on a quest or something like this, and they're far in the wilderness, and you want to throw at them an, a different encounter that isn't a beastly, bestial, or yeah, yeah. your random well, standard Well, bandits. I've done that. I've done that in uh, one yeah. of our games very early on, because I think bandit encounters are sound, they yeah. have their place, um, but I kind of supercharged this one bandit encounter by being like, you know, oh, you've got to pay some money to pass this road because we own it, and it's like, well, no, you don't. Who's who's proving that kind of thing? And then it suddenly turned into, well, that's a nice looking sword. Like, we want the sword instead. Give us the sword and you can pass. And yeah. then obviously the player doesn't want to get rid of that of course, sword, of and it ends up in a bloodbath. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I think the idea that. Imagine you're just a townsfolk, you know. Yeah. Just stood there. You, 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 maybe you've got a, light, a nice little fruit stall, and this party walks into your town, and they are head to toe in like gleaming items, mm-hmm. and like you know, the air moves in front of them and stuff as they walk. It's mm-hmm. like these guys are stacked yeah. with magical yeah. items. Yeah. If word doesn't get around, being like, somebody should just take something from yeah. them. Yeah. Then I think it's a little bit. I, odd. Think, I think I think that's an interesting one though because. But, it, but it, like in that particular scenario, like, I would be like, okay, a, a peasant would probably just steal some gold. Yeah. Because the problem with magic items is that, at least in the settings that I generally play, is they are they are either incredibly they're expensive. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would let like I would let the party roll in shops for magic loot. Mm-hmm. That we there was a we deliberately I deliberately made a mostly I made a recurring character so that I didn't have to think of new shops. <laughs> nice. That's a little a, DM hack for yeah, everyone. Yeah. There was there was a recurring <laughs> character who. Um, you know, was a shopkeeper, and he would he could craft magical items as well, but you had to wait a certain amount of days depending on the complexity. Mm-hmm. So there was that commitment, and that was a way for me to bleed gold of the party. Right, yeah. They could make custom magical items mm. at this shop. They're going to cost a lot more, essentially. Cost more. Yeah, it cost more. Yeah, they say, okay, I want a plus one sword, but maybe I want this plus one sword to have fire. Mm. You know, or maybe you know how much fire. You know, what we're we talking here, like how many. You know, and the parties could craft because you know once you get into top tier play. Like the party are a loaded with gold, and realistically, when you're playing with attunement, having you know the party could go, okay, I've got the the range, I've got two bows. One's like you know a really really amazing lightning bow that the DM didn't really think through very well when he made it, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but we're fighting slimes at the moment, so that doesn't work because I've done it once and I realised lightning is a bad idea, Mm -hmm. so I'll use this other bow that I've got. You know, those sorts of things, I think, come into play. When you've got when you've got lots of loot on the table, mm. and I think I think you know a peasant would would go for things that they could easily pawn off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the bounty hunters, I think, would actually, in my head canon, would play more into aristocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, those are the sorts of people. Like they'd who be would... hired by people who have got way too much gold, and they want a particular yeah. item. Exactly. They might the, the the party might have an invisibility cloak and and the, and the noble. 
wants to be able to slip out to see his mistress. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's that's scandalous. Yeah, right. That you know, yeah, he could get an invis- he could get a potion, but if he actually runs out, if it runs out or he stubs his toe, you know, <gasps> you know, is that damage? Is it, you know, <laughs> so this sort of thing, right? Yeah. Like that's that's how I would play that. But I think um, that's but. but if I was going to do the Atlantic Hunters, I'd have to have it. Like I think your instance there of them wanting uh, a magic item as payment on a, on a toll road that makes perfect sense. Like mm. it's got a, it's got a. Uh, I think like I think the main thing is always with tying it into the world, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. How about how it ties into the world and what does it mean? Like you know, if someone's after, if some if somebody is sending a group of highly trained killers or thieves after some of the most badass people in the world, which effectively what your party often will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've either got to be incredibly wealthy and have a have a, so many break chains that it's really hard for the party to eventually track them down. Mm. You know, you know. Maybe after the third time someone tries to steal a magical cloak, they, the party think they go like, "Wait what? a minute, yeah. this, is, this is becoming consistent." Yeah. Investigate, and that's where that goes. I think some, we had some more questions or, from or like the chat. They loot the bodies of the bounty hunter, and there's a note in there saying, yeah. "Oh, this is what they look like." Blah blah blah. Signed. Um, yeah. And it'll be a name that's connected eventually to yeah. a yeah. big bad potentially yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might just be the Thieves Guild mark at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always a good way. 